late bloomer, which I would recommend to anybody. I was going to ask, yeah. are you a late bloomer in other aspects? 100%. We're a family of late bloomers. Welcome back to the show. So this episode, I'm bringing back one of my favorite guests, Vicky. Vicky is the founder and designer for Jonah Tillier. I met her when I creeped on her Instagram page and asked her to be part of the Behind the Close series. We had a really good talk, blah, 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 but I really wanted to have her back on as a guest because we had similar experiences with social media. We both hate it, but love it at the exact same time. What I hope you get out of this episode is that there are a lot of emotions that are happening in the background of one post. Instagram has become a very draining tool that a lot of us need a break from. So if you need a break, take it. If you need to shut off your phone, shut it off. Vicky tells us how she decompresses from social media and how it has affected her overall creative juices. Enjoy the show and don't forget to rate. Let's begin the journey of talking shit about Instagram and social media and all of that good stuff. Mm -hmm. But first, I'm going to ask you my first question. Okay. Which is, what was your first social media platform that you signed up for? Ooh, this is a good one. <laughs> My first social media platform. It would have to, it's probably, I gotta think back to all the different ones. I would say probably like MySpace or Black yeah. Planet, one of the two. I don't remember which one came first. <laughs> what was Black Pan- Planet? Or Black Planet? Oh man. Black Planet was like, it was basically like a MySpace. But black people. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was I'm pretty sure it was like a MySpace. I'm trying to remember how the pages look. I think you could chat on there. What else could you do on there? I don't even remember what you could do on there. And I remember being so excited to change my song for my page. What's funny <laughs> is I used what's that song? I used a Miguel song. Like way oh. back, yeah, way back then. And then years later when he blew up and I heard the song, I think I forgot what his like his debut song was or whatever, but I remember it was on my MySpace page and I was like, wait a second, this is the same guy. Right. <laughs> the same guy. But I have to when I think of the song or when I remember the song, I'm gonna yeah, let you yeah. know. It's an old song then. Yeah, uh-huh. It was a really old song. But I hadn't I didn't know back then. I was just like, Oh, I love this song. So I put on my <laughs> MySpace page. <laughs> <laughs> my space was so lame. <laughs> so lame. Remember top ten, the top or top eight? What was it? Was it top ten or was it top nine? Your top friends? Oh yes. <laughs> and you would have to rank your friends. Oh wow, that's true. How how did that even work? Ooh, that was you have me digging so the archives now. So messy. Oh my god. Top ten. Top friends. Someone else is cooking too. I don't remember what it looked like. Oh my gosh. What were we doing back then? <laughs> we were coding. We were coding. That's what we were doing. I remember coding because I knew how to do the break in the page. It was yeah. like a little <laughs> We certainly were coding. If only we would have kept up with it, right? Been making a killing. My page for MySpace was Kevin Little. I had 
the Kevin Little, what's the song? The, his, like, the one-hit wonder oh, one. Why can't I think right now? Got That's somebody. Oh. She is a beauty. I used that at one point, too. <laughs> Very special. Really. <laughs> that was, I couldn't get it off my profile. Like, every time I would change my song, I would be like, I like that song, though. I need it on my profile. And you'll be scrolling through your page like, okay, is this the right vibe? Yeah. <laughs> Do I need to change this song? Yes. <laughs> what are we doing on MySpace? <laughs> oh, funny. my God. Being too grown. Oh, that's funny. I spent a lot of time on AOL Messenger. Oh, my God. AOL messaging, AIM, okay, my story that I will never forget, because it's linked to AIM, this story. So basically, I went to an all-white Jewish middle school, and this is when I was using AIM. And I had a crush on this kid, and we were chatting on AIM, and we were talking about the new 50 Cent, 50 Cent album, <laughs> the two what is it too rich to die yes. album oh my god yes we were literally going back and forth and gushing over basement and how much like we love him and all of his songs are so good and i was genuinely in the happiest place in my life because one i was talking to my crush too i was talking to, like my favorite rapper i was just like <laughs> I was living, living life perfectly. And then the next day I come to school and somehow that conversation I had with this kid was printed out. And this girl who was my friend, who I now know the word is, she was my frenemy. <laughs> she was passing the conversation around school. This is how I found out. I didn't find out because I, until I went to science class, because we all had science class together. And I walked in and I got, everyone was just like looking at me. And I was like, why are yeah. looking at me? Yeah. That's mortifying. I was mortified, but I still had all my friends. I always think about that story when I think about AIM. We love Instagram. Yes. We hate Instagram. We also hate Instagram. <laughs> we love Instagram. Oh if you could put a number, how many times a day do you check your Instagram? Oh, not as much, honestly. How many times? Yeah. Right now, I'm on a hiatus. Mm -hmm. So probably for the past few days maybe once or twice a day mm. that's just to see if like I have any important messages that I might be missing but I've noticed some. Um, I just need a break from Insta I've noticed some negative I've noticed a negative impact especially like last year and still even coming into this year because it's just I don't know I feel like the and it makes sense because I think the world has changed a lot in the this last year so I feel like that reflects on social media. So it's like you're receiving like this negative energy, I feel like, just based on the, the level of the posts or it's like the same thing. Like when you were mentioning watching the Storming of the Capitol for four days straight, it's like a lot of 
that type of content is just, I really don't want to see any more of this right now. And so I realized it was affecting my mood. So I've done a lot more breaks in learning how to delete the app off my phone if I need to, so that I don't, am not tempted to check that I think my discipline now is in a much better place where I'm cool not logging in at all in a day. But I understand that it's also a useful tool for business. So I, I take the breaks that I need and then get back on. That's my problem though. How do you balance that? So yeah, the maintenance is a lot for me too, which is why I don't give people posts every day, even though I would like to. But it's, and I'm a very moody, creative person too. So if I don't feel like posting, then I don't feel like posting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or if I, I try to like feel somewhat connected to whatever it is that I'm posting too. I don't want to just like post just to post, which is my problem. So I'm still trying to learn like how to probably, it would probably work better if I put together like a whole content calendar or something so that I don't really have to think about what I'm posting and like just map it out beforehand but now now I just take honestly I just take a break whenever even though I know I need it for business business purposes but like for me I'm a spiritual I'm a believer so I believe that even if I take time away from Instagram I mm. trust that God is going to be my PR anyways if I need to take a break for mental health reasons then I'm gonna if I need that break he also understands that I need that break. So he's going to okay. be looking behind the scenes for me anyways. He'll put, mm -hmm. you know, my name in people's thoughts and in rooms and spaces that I'm not in. So mm -hmm. if someone is looking to book me for something or they're looking for clothes or whatever, I try not to put the, I guess, the complete success of everything that I do into my effort into social media. If that makes mm -hmm. sense, like it makes like it's it's important, right? It's mm -hmm. you need it. Have to do marketing and advertising and all that stuff. Have to interact with your audience or consumers, whatever it is that you have to do. That's a must. But I'm not going to say my success is 100% dependent on that. So you have to have grace with yourself, especially when you're a team of one. You don't have a team of people. So if you need a mental health break, I can't continue and do what I need to do. If I'm stressed out or have anxiety, I'm not going to produce to the same level. I'm not going to give the same quality of product. So I just have grace with myself. Look, if I need a break, then I need a break. And usually when I take a break from social media, it's because like for mental health reasons, either it's affecting me in some way, making me feel some kind of way or maybe spending too much time, whatever it is, it's just like a reset that I take time away. And then that, the more time I take away and have moments like that, the easier it is to discipline myself and not spending too much time on there or getting too engulfed in it to where it's like a whole another reality, pretty much. Because when you spend a lot of time on it, it can come, it can become like its own reality sometimes. Yeah. So you gotta be careful before your mind starts getting, <laughs> getting, getting warped. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. It does become its own reality. Like, it is another world. It yeah. isn't real life. Exactly. And people only I mean, show you the highlights of their life, so that's yeah. not realistic. So it's, it's It becomes this bubble where you have to make sure you stay grounded and, and yeah, what is real. <laughs> I, just today, actually, this morning... Or no, I guess I thought about it. I was thinking about it yesterday. And then today, I think I decided in my mind. I was like, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. 
I don't want to just post just to post. Mm -hmm. And that's what I was doing in the beginning of Mixed With Black, which helped me grow my page and it helped a lot, whatever. But it was becoming, I wanted it to be like a very background thought, but it became almost like out of my head. And it was very disconnected. How I planned the posts and how I like already planned it months ahead and how I already have it set at this time. It was just becoming almost way too disconnected Mm. I was like this is becoming too much of a machine I wanted to create this page to show these designers I don't want to just do it now just because like I have to yeah no yeah authenticity is key and I think that's that's that was like my that's what was difficult for me because it's okay I can that's probably why I still haven't created my content Because it's like, I can create a content calendar, but sometimes there are things that you might want to share or post in the moment that is outside mm. your calendar. So mm. like you can do that, but then, I don't know, it's just like this back and forth battle between taking the time to plan it out and then you're like, you feel disconnected from your audience or you feel like you're not just by posting just to post because you want to keep up with the algorithm and make sure your stuff is seen. Yeah, that's a love-hate with that, for sure. Now I'm looking at pages that do have that consistent aesthetic mm-hmm. and now it's I realize how hard that is that is very hard to keep that consistent consistency like that mm-hmm. and not have any sort of breaks or anything because just like you said sometimes something happens in the moment where you want to post something and it's yes. just how am I gonna post this because it doesn't go with anything <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Nothing. It's like, it's a back and forth. I think you can, that's probably something that if anyone looked at my pages, they'll probably see. Cause it's like some point it's like, if there's consistency, like I might do the three in a row, random things. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think my, the goal actually, cause I said like, I'm taking a little break right now. Goal right now is really to um, try and get back to how Instagram felt when I first got on. So just staying true to myself and if yeah. they see the content, they see it. If not, they don't. And just putting the simplicity back into it and staying authentic to myself. And I'm hoping yeah. that will just work out for me. <laughs> because right now, especially as a team of one, is it's just it's a yeah. lot of things to keep up with. And I don't wanna get I don't wanna get so narrow viewed of oh my aesthetic, my I can't put like once you start yeah. getting wrapped up in the rules and you start leaving the creativity to the side. So I just wanna like, Exactly. Yeah, I wanna reverse it and focus on the creativity and then Hopefully that will all be consistent. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. How. Yeah, I'll give you an update. Tell you how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> like for things to get a lot of views and a lot of likes because I believe in my content or whatever it is that that I'm posting but now I don't like I don't harp on it too much because as long as it's something that I've posted that I feel connected to that I wanted to share just to share then I've stopped like being concerned about that especially because the algorithm too 
It's like the algorithm is unpredictable. It could be the time of day that you posted on a certain day, not because your content isn't good. You know what I mean? So I try not to, I try not to attribute likes and views to the actual quality of my content. I just focus on the quality of my content. And if it gets views, it gets views. People see it, they see it. Because I noticed like there was a period of time where I think I fell into like checking views and likes and, and I started being so concerned with that, that I was losing focus on other things. Yeah. Or if I saw that sometimes it interfered in the way that I created content, because I'm already thinking ahead, oh, would this get views and likes? Or So I was like, yeah. can you just focus on the, the content? And I've noticed that when I've just focused on strictly the content, that the views and the likes come. I don't really mm-hmm. worry too much about them now. But aside from that, just knowing what I know about the algorithm and how it works, now I look at who's sharing and who's saving. So Yes. Yeah. First, the likes was really bothering me. Like, I thought I was really doing something wrong. And that's the mindset you get in. You, like, yeah. get in this mindset of, like, what am I doing? I messaged you, actually. Yeah, you said, it's totally the algorithm. Like, I, a lot of it doesn't have to do with the actual, of course, some people have crap content. But yeah, yeah. You know, for the most part, people have good content, but if it doesn't get, that's why I just stopped placing like so much value on the, the likes and the views because I know it has to do with the freaking algorithm. <laughs> it's yeah, people aren't yeah. seeing it. You know, they're not seeing it. That's what's happening. Yeah. I, I posted something. I got zero likes and I was like, what? Like, <laughs> not even one fucking like (laughs) like what do you mean (laughs) (laughs) yeah and like my content isn't the best but it's not crap like it wasn't crap yeah so I was just like no like I'm actually I'm physically doing something wrong and then we had the whole conversation whatever but I've I'm now in this mindset I don't really care about the likes anymore because I finally comprehend the world of Instagram. Mm-hmm. So first I realized not everyone wants to see you succeed. That's true. That's true. Not everyone wants to like your stuff. If yeah. it's not directly impacting them, not everyone wants to like it, mm-hmm. but they'll view it, mm-hmm. but they won't like it. So mm-hmm. I'm in now a headspace where I actually weigh the views way more than the likes the likes means nothing (laughs) like it means nothing how many times do i scroll and not like something but i'm looking at it Mm -hmm. i just am not liking it Mm -hmm. the one thing i've actually started thinking about is because i know these social media platform platforms won't last forever i've been thinking about this for a while like for months okay we depend heavily on the internet and social media especially if you have a business but these platforms come and go they change evolve so it's like how do i build an audience outside of these platforms where you're not so like heavily dependent on for me i'm heavily dependent on instagram like i don't really use facebook oh. like that i don't use tiktok i'm trying to learn how to use tiktok but i don't really use tiktok like that so 90% of everything i do is on instagram so it's, what happens if instagram disappears tomorrow what happens to the marketing for my business so i've started to think about what that looks like i don't know what it looks like but I've just started thinking, trying to think of, I don't know, ways not to depend solely on Instagram because the way it's going right now, 
that's very thoughtful. <laughs> like that is true. Like I, yeah, all of my stuff is on Instagram. That is it. I only have Instagram and my website, which I was actually going to ask you, do you even think that people should have websites anymore? Yes. But I guess they should. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's still important. I think it's still important because I think you can see, I don't know how this is going to sound, but I, I I look a lot at like people's websites to see like how much how much they've invested in it because sometimes it does if you order from a place and they have a janky website and then you have janky yeah, service yeah. you're kind of like mm, well <laughs> from the website yeah. I probably shouldn't have trusted <laughs> you know <laughs> so it lets you see uh, it gives you a little bit of insight into whoever is behind the brand sometimes and sometimes you can see different content that's on the website you can get a little bit more detail and people are always looking for details and different angles if it's product you're looking for different angles of the product more information on the product Mm -hmm. are the reviews on the products you can only see so much on instagram or facebook so i think websites are still going to be important plus websites have like a broader What's the word I want to use? Websites is like a one-stop shop for everything. Like you can build your mailing list there. There are just so many, I guess, call of actions that you can make on a website. So much information Mm -hmm. that you can give to people through having a website rather than just on a social media platform that has limited capabilities. And I know that, and just going back, I know that some people just aren't like always technologically savvy. (laughs) So I know sometimes that can reflect in the website, but not necessarily how how much effort they put into their brand. So I get that. But sometimes yeah. there's, or some websites look like scamming type websites. If it's like, there's some websites, should I order from here? I don't know. That's the worst. <laughs> like you go and click that website and it's just janky. And it's just like, oh no, ma'am. Yeah, no. Oh, man. It can, it, sometimes it can make or break the way like people yeah. judge you as a brand too. So that's why I spend a lot of time like on how my website looks. Like I don't want people to go to my website and be like, because mm. if it looks really nice, it could, I could be selling cardboard boxes. But if it looks, if it's a phenomenal user, you know, experience, it can really change the way people are loyal to your brand, whether they yeah. recommend it to people, their connection to Honey, honey, I got what you want. We all feel us, it's burning hot. It's what you do to me, babe, I can guarantee. Honey, honey, I got what you need. In terms of like when people are on or what days are best, because I, I feel like that's not always consistent. But I would just use, I guess you can say logic. Most people work during maybe nine to five hours or whatnot. So maybe you would prefer yeah. to post your content in the evenings or something, or think about your target market. Are is your target market teachers? So if they're teachers, maybe you don't post your stuff at one p.m. when they're teaching. So just I think just be cognizant of who your who your audience is when you're posting. I think understanding like the times that they're on. I think that's more important than just constantly checking your analytics. What else would be tips? Oh, your captions. Captions are very important. Sometimes it's for me it feels hard sometimes because I feel like depending on the topic, I'm pretty concise <laughs> in what I need to say. 
So I hate like having to try and think about something lengthy to write, but captions do help in drawing people in. The stronger your content is visually, I think the better that it will do. Of course, if you're just starting and you may not have a lot of followers or whatnot, then it'll grow, but stay true to your content. I think that's a huge one. Let me think. Apparently, if you own a shop or whatnot, if you write like, sale or 50% off or something that has to do with selling like in your caption apparently Instagram like somehow sees that and it doesn't place it on a priority of what people see that's what I was told <laughs> hope I hope I'm relating that correctly so basically they're trying to get people to write something more meaningful within their captions rather than just like selling stuff basically yeah so yeah. Um, if you if you have product or whatever that you're trying to sell be cognizant of that I'm trying to think what other tips oh likes and i'm no, sorry not likes saves and shares are yes. the highest priority a save is like a super like so that's how instagram they've downgraded the likes and the follows now let me think if there's anything else i don't know do you think of anything I I was going to say that what I would like to work on is the call to actions in within the caption. Mm, like, yeah. I'm not good at saying what I want to say and then say, click the link in the bio. <laughs> I'm just not good at that. I find it awkward, but I did it yesterday. <laughs> I did it yesterday. Okay. And I didn't see a good jump because I checked my Linktree analytics before I posted it and I checked it after. And I actually got 30 people to click the link. Mm. It just seems like dumb, but yeah. it really is that simple. It really <laughs> is that simple. I learned that the hard way too, because I was like, why do I have to say, go to my website to shop? You know, yeah. like, like, why do I have to say that? And I was talking to a friend who's like, no, you have to make sure you put a call to action in there. If you want people to sign yeah. up for my list, then actually write, sign up for my mailing list, like clicking whatever. Apparently you have to tell people to actually shop or actually click yeah or, you know for them to to go it's interesting how the human it is interesting because <laughs> i agree i just don't why do i don't under i'm literally putting the link in the link box where everyone knows the link box is mm -hmm. why do i need to tell you to go there to see my website because you right. see my page like you see what i'm working on you see this is the vibe you see this is the mood you see it <laughs> why do i need to tell you to go to the website i know it seems like this is just like obvious and i want to get into because i i read that posting your posting a, on your grid and your story at the same time is like a good thing and then you're also supposed to post in your story that you have a new post so i want to get more into that kind of avenue of notifying within the notification do this this is a notification that i just posted but if you read the notification is a notification to go <laughs> here uh -huh. that's like what i want to work on because i'm that's just something that i feel like i've gotten down now it's like when i post and i'll like put it in like whatever i just posted i'll post whatever content whether mm -hmm. it's the same exact content or maybe something a little bit more but it has to do with the same thing in the story yeah and then directing them back to the other piece of content yeah. exactly <laughs> right <laughs> Or vice versa. Oh, check my stories for such and such. So like you're just yeah. sending them back and forth. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and also interacting because I'm really bad at interacting. I'm good at liking, 
mm-hmm. but I'm not good at saying something or looking at people's stories because I find stories so overwhelming. It's just so much on stories. Mm. It's like too much for me. Oh, interesting. It's like information overload on the stories. Yes, on the stories, it's too much because I know I post a lot on my story. And I say it all the time to my boyfriend. I'm like, I don't know how people look at my stories because it's just a lot on there. It's a lot. (laughs) Maybe because stories are quick. It's only like however many seconds and then it goes to the next one. So it's almost like a scroll where you don't really have to scroll that much. I don't know. Maybe I'm taking it in too deeply, everything. Everyone that they want to show me, I'm like looking at it, looking at it. That's the easy part for me, actually, is the interacting or like writing comments on people's stuff because... And I think it's easy for me because it's just, I'll just write whatever. Even if it sounds mm-hmm. like I already know the person, I don't know. I just be, <laughs> I just be commented on stuff. <laughs> Even if it's just like yeah. stupid comments, if it's a funny video, just maybe like co-sign in the video or just a funny yeah. comment. And I've noticed like when I started ca- stop caring about like really what I was, of course I wouldn't say anything like disrespectful or anything in a comment, but if I'm contributing to the conversation in some, just in a real way, like I would in real life, Like I've noticed that people respond to that or they'll come and check out your page or like they'll pin your comment and you're like, oh, I didn't even think twice about that comment. I guess people thought it was funny. (laughs) You know, I was just, I just thought the video was funny. (laughs) But but I think the less you think about it and just interact with them as if you could already know them, it makes it easier. Because sometimes I think we have in our heads, I don't even know this person. Why am I going to (laughs) write? Am I going to write something? But I don't know. So the moral of the story is to be authentic. (laughs) No, seriously, that's the moral of the story. The moral of the story is to just be more authentic and your Instagram will progress. It will. It'll grow. Like, I I feel like when you're authentic, you'll get organic, you'll get an organic audience. And I think that's the... That's the trick is making sure you're building an audience that sticks with you and actually engages with your content and likes it. It may not grow fast with all the tricks and stuff, but you'll have a more solid viewership. And I think that's what's really important. So at least that's what I've that's what I've noticed. It's just that with the algorithm you can get dragged and addicted to how can I grow? So yeah. sometimes we lose that authenticity, but I think in the end, the authenticity wins for sure. Yeah, always. Yeah. I guess the buzzword or the summary for this conversation really is just keep it authentic, keep it real. Yeah. And that's why you can all will fall in place. Yeah. Continue to work hard on your business, whatever it is that you're doing, whether you're creative or whatnot. And stay true mm-hmm. to your craft and yourself. But still be smart about how you use it, how you use social media, of course. But in moderation. Yeah. <laughs> Everything in moderation. In balance. Oh, actually, random question. Mm-hmm. But I am curious. Do you believe in putting your political views on Instagram or on any of your social media pages? Yes. (laughs) You do? I do. Because I think it opens a window into who people are. 
I do, especially in, yeah, like, I think it, your political views can expose your values to an extent. I think politicians too. So here's the thing. Politicians are humans. And I don't think there's going to be a politician or a party, just speaking about the U.S., that we may agree with 100%. There may be here and there may be things here and there that we may disagree with, but I also think it comes down to character and what you value, your value system. So I think that, and there are things people like to call political that aren't really political. It's just human decency. That's people's scapegoat into not talking about politics. When they can put it in the politics realm, then, oh, I don't have to talk about that. Black Lives Matter is political. It's not political. It's human rights. So I think it's like, it's it's people's Mm -hmm. excuse for not talking about difficult topics. I think it's so you don't have to put your political views out there. But if you choose to do, I don't think, I don't think that's a bad thing. Unless what you believe in requires some soul searching. (laughs) So then that's something else you got to deal with. But yeah, I'm all for it. Especially now, because... You can see where we're just talking about, I'll put it in a sense. For me, yes, because a lot of the racial unrest is at the forefront of things. So for me, it's very important being a Black person in this country, knowing how people feel about that, because it ultimately determines how they feel about me. When people can either expose themselves (laughs) or, yeah, if they can expose themselves, that makes it easier for me. Thanks. Now I know where your head is at. <laughs> now I know where your head is at. And if you're trying to decide whether to purchase from me, you're going to know where my head is at. So if you don't want to buy, that's fine. That's it. I don't mind okay. that at all. <laughs> I don't mind. Thank you, girl. Thank you. I will let you go. And I really appreciate you coming on the second time. Of course. My first second timer. <laughs> oh, I, I am a first second timer. <laughs> You're just breaking all the firsts in here. <laughs> it was a pleasure. It was a pleasure. All right. Bye. I was a late bloomer, which I would recommend to anybody. I was going to ask, yeah. are you a late bloomer in other aspects? 100%. We're a family of late bloomers. Thanks for listening to the episode. Music is brought to you by MC Ghost Kid. Bye bye. <laughs>